0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes.
2: October 1st, we smash it 10 yards tonight. Please. A buck we call pickles. A south wind pushing us back in his zag. It's got our on our back. Set it out. Set it out and see what happens. You want it? Alright. the air going out of me. Mm.
1: Absolutely drilled him. And boom, he's that good buck. We'll get my buck and then we're gonna go get homie's buck. Urban, urban piece as hell. Got him. Pickles is dead. Kevin Gates, both kills on hanging hunts.
2: My first publicly in buck.
1: Nice work, dude.
2: Yeah, triple brow on the right. I'm digging that.
1: Fucked out October 28th. That's incredible season. Here we go. Welcome to the Whitetail Lacey podcast, Gracing Your Ear Holes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new intro coming in. Chris, help me put some work in. Got Got a new little tickle at the beginning of the show for you guys. In the ear hole. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a recap of our season. Um, some clips. We did release a video version of that on all our socials. So if you want to tie the clips to a video to kind of give a, give a little bit more impact. Um, but that was just kind of a breakdown of how our season went, the successes we had and the moments that were awesome. And it kind of uh, gets us jacked up, motivated for the next year so. With that being said, we talked about, you know, this time of year, if the people are listening to us, we feel like they're a hardcore white tail hunters. And we wanted to bring something to you guys that would benefit us and would also benefit you guys. Um, it's really hard to talk about tactics right now. There's nothing really that's relatable, but what is relatable is going over the bucks that you've been hunting or you hunted last year, or you're gonna hunt this year and really breaking them down diving into them and picking them apart and trying to figure out what you can do different, what you did in the past that worked, what you did in the past that didn't work. So we're going to do a big buck breakdown this episode of a buck we call Westside. Homie's really attached to this deer. Mm-hmm. Um and he's a badass deer, but he's been kicking our ass for 3 years. So we're really going to dive in deep on this, give you guys a lot of intel on the deer that we got, um, the encounters that we have, and then at the end, we're going to talk about do we think this deer is killable, and are we going to pursue this deer? Um, and our our answers might be different there. We this we haven't briefed on this. This is just us basically on a phone call, <laughs>
2: yeah, right,
1: asking about this deer, doing a big butt breakdown for us, and hopefully bringing benefit to you guys. Um, but before all that, we're going to get into the people that make this possible. I want to start off with Ride on optics this week. Um, their slogan is see the difference. And, uh, they put out a, a post this week that I really liked. And, uh, with all the political bullshit going on, um, they basically said that, uh, they're not, they're not only selling this stuff. This is like the, this guy's lifestyle. They live and breathe this kind of stuff. Just like we live and breathe whitetail hunting they live and breathe you know tactical hunting optics that's that's their world so um they're not going to hold back on sharing trophy picks sharing gun picks sharing youth with guns uh tactical stuff high magazine stuff um they practice what they preach and a lot of companies don't back don't do that they're really they're kind of lenient on what they post. They don't want to offend people. Um, but I think when you can find a company that's proud of what they do and says, this is us, we're not going to beat around the bush. Um, that's kind of hard to find. And it makes me think of, uh, you know, Nikon, they just stopped making scopes, you know what I mean? Because right. they didn't want to offend people that bought their cameras and ride the complete opposite. They're like, Hey, to see the difference is their slogan. They're like, this is us. Like, this is what you're going to get if you follow the brand and we're not going to beat around the bush and we're not going to post stuff that to, to make you feel easy. We're going to post what we want. So, uh, if you want to find out more about them right on optics.com, but I really like that post and it showed the people they are and with the, you know, lifetime guarantee product, uh, They're just backing that up with saying, hey, this is us, this is what we're doing, and this is how it's going to be. You got Exodus?
2: Yeah, guys. uh, Last week, or um, if you caught that episode, we mentioned Exodus is running a special to the first 100 customers. Um, Those 100 came in and went out just about like we thought they would uh, pretty quick there. But we got some news that there's some stragglers out there, and uh, we're going to run this code again for you guys here. So, Using code SHOWTIME, all one word, on their website is going to get you 15% off an Exodus render or a render security bundle, and um, also, you can get signed up for the Exodus newsletter, and your first-time first time customers are going to be able to get additional savings, um, and all these cameras are backed by their five-year no BS warranty, um, five-year theft and damage coverage, so... You're going to have that thing for a while out there in the woods, just like we are out there sitting, baking, getting all that intel, and hopefully helping you kill a deer that we're trying to kill on this podcast here. Um, If you guys like the Exodus brand and want more of that, um, you can also tune into their podcast, Trail Cam Radio. Jake also has his own podcast called The Land Podcast that uh, we had him on here talking about as Cody's um, trying to get his own little nugget here. And then uh, Cameron's starting to branch off and do his own thing here a little bit, and uh, he's got the Deer Gear podcast, which is a little more educational thing about some different type of gear out there. So um, plenty to come from Exodus, and uh, we look forward to working with them in the future here.
1: All right, is that it?
2: Uh, I want to cover one thing with uh, Last Breath. is uh, They just put out, well, Grant and Jake from Exodus Trail Cameras, they just put out a podcast about Grant buying his own piece and um, him having his first hunt out there. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, that's something that Grant learned from listening to Jake's podcast. And, you know, they're good friends and everything, so Jake's really helped him. And uh, if you guys are thinking about that situation or or getting into it, um, you can catch that on the Last Breath Huntcast and uh, get some more information on uh Jake's podcast, like I mentioned, uh, that would be the land podcast.
1: Nice. All right. Well, we're gonna break down West Side. Um, if you've listened to our podcast long, you've heard this name uh <laughs> a lot of times, and you'll probably hear it kind of in the future, uh, more than likely. So we figured, you know, we talked about this deer a lot. So this has kind of been a thorn in our side um deer that's just, he's just out there. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, we're go- We're going to break him down. We're going to do the best. And this will give you guys kind of more connection to us. And when we talk about this deer, you'd be like, okay, yeah, this is West side. You know, you, you kind of, you're going to know this deer after we do this podcast. So, um, I'm going to start off with, uh, I found this deer kind of, in a way that we don't really find a lot of deer around here we normally find them off of hunting during season or a trail camera picture um because there's not a lot of deer that are feeding on ground not not a lot of big deer that are feeding in bean fields on public in the daylight you know what I mean like you' on private ground you see it but not not on the public that we hunt it's kind of vacant of deer a bucks you see some does out there yeah some small bucks and you're not seeing
2: the road is fairly busy
1: yeah yeah i mean it's a fairly busy road um so i actually found this guy uh glassing beans early season um and i don't know why i think we were looking for uh magnum i was looking for magnum because that would be on that side. And driving through their glassing. And I wasn't even glassing. I spotted this guy going 50 mile an hour down the road, like headed back home. And I was like, holy shit, I backed up. And his the first year frame we had him, he had to be 24 wide and probably 26, 27 inch main beams. And he's just a, he was barely a 10 pointer. Remember, he's just barely, mm-hmm. he barely threw those fours. But that was his best rack we ever seen him have the first year. He was wide, tall. And, uh, I was watching that deer pretty heavy and we were always joking. Like, man, if our season started September 15th, be lights out. I how many times I see him like four or five days straight yeah and then he gapped for a couple days and then I seen him again um but I was out there pretty like from September 12th probably to the last week before season I was still spotting him out there but the thing was is other people were spotting him too and I kind of messed up on this deer I was parking in a spot and a guy rolled up on me and asked me what I was doing. And then he seen my spotting scope out in the other seat on the tripod and binos out and shit. And, uh, (laughs) something I was, I was like, well, I'm just watching this field. And then he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, Oh, it looks like there's a giant out
2: there. (laughs) I'm like,
1: yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so after that I was like parking my truck at the parking lot and then walking down the road and hiding in the bushes pretty much. Uh, But that's something I, I learned from this deer is you can be parked on a road and like most people just drive right past you. And I would always just like put my binos down if someone drove past or something. But if it's someone that, you know, they're going to most time be like, oh yeah, I know that truck. And they're going to stop and then they're going to know what you're doing. So that's something that to not to do, you know, don't be that dumb. Like I was thinking, man, there's no one going to be driving around here late in the evening. Like. I'm good. Most people are fishing at that time of year. They're not thinking about deer hunting. So I'm like, I'll be good. And uh, he was out there really, really consistent. And I had really high hopes of killing that deer. I was like, man, this, if these beans stay green, like that was what we were talking about, man, if these beans stay green, we got a good shot at that deer. And I went in there Ran some cams, got daylight pictures of him in the morning, go in there. Um and then once once season hit, he ghosted. Like absolutely ghosted. Um do you remember the last picture we had of him that year?
2: Um would uh maybe be um September 12th or something there it was just barely right after he shed velvet okay because he didn't say so that I had, long i
1: had yeah i had seen him the week before season out of velvet but he had becoming less frequent yeah
2: yeah i don't have the date at the bottom there but i mean he's pretty well um filled out there and just getting ready to shed velvet and um Right after that, man, he he ghosted us that first year, and um, rolled out. Yeah, if you're
1: on the, if you watch the YouTube, you actually see a picture of this trail cam picture that we're showing. Homie's got it up on his screen. Um, Really wide, really heavy, good brows.
2: I forgot he Uh, had that base kicker there. Um, I don't know if it's up there yet.
1: Yeah, had base kicker, split brow on one side, um, but. I mean, just a really good deer. Um, We were really excited about that deer just because he was so framing. Like, his ears are out there, and he's Mm -hmm. he's way out there, you know what I mean? Uh, But we were really excited about this deer, and we were thinking, you know, this is – he's kind of in a really small patch of woods, and we think we could go in there and really get after him. And uh, we did throw a couple hunts on him there that – in that area, I did just to see if he was there, and I seen no deer, like zero deer when I went in there. Um, and I'm hunting, caught pretty much right where this trail cam picture's at. And this is him going back into bed in the morning. But uh, we end up we're in the rut, and go ahead and go into the first encounter of that deer. Um, do you remember what date that was?
2: I. Don't it had to have been about probably the sixth or the seventh, um, just for the time frames that we're hunting out there.
1: Of November. Of November, yeah.
2: yeah. And um Cody's up to bat behind the bow. I'm behind the camera. I'm facing southeast. Cody's facing almost straight west. And it Was this the day
1: before we had or the day after?
2: It was the day before.
1: The day before that shit went crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah so it would have been the sixth. Because we seen Magnum on yeah. the seventh, um, so it, the the sunrise is like a picture you would see in North American whitetail. Just an absolutely nice, gorgeous blue and orange sunrise, and we're we're way deep. I mean, we're deep in the stuff, and um, it's early. And I told Cody, I said, "Giant buck." And he's probably 50 yards from us coming through the bushes. And he's coming right where we walked in, too. So he's getting ready to hit our ground scent, most likely. And um, that's when I told Cody, giant buck. And I I can't move because we're in kind of an open tree on the backside there. And um, Cody stands up grabs his bow turns around but it just happened to be at that time that he either caught our ground scent or there was some does up there moving because there was some does blowing a, a little earlier up there and he froze and then that's when we're we're trying to get situated in the tree and um he just didn't like this situation that he was in he wasn't unsure but he didn't know for sure and uh he he just hauled ass out of there and then i was like man dude that was that was a giant cody's trying to spin around with his bow because he's going to come in like 12 yards and be right there on the pinch that we're hunting and uh i i didn't recognize him off the first get-go because he was much bigger in person than he had been on cam and when i got to thinking about it i was like man that, that was west side like there's I'm not saying that we know every deer out there, but, um, there just wasn't a deer that wide that we had, that we knew of and short tined like that. So those are the two things that kind of, um, were a dead giveaway to me that, it, that it was Westside. And this spot is as the crow flies two miles from where we had him in velvet, where he ghosted us halfway through September. And that is the first time that cody and i really were like holy shit like these bucks travel they're they're covering some ground and west side's the first deer that you know of probably shit eight or nine now that we, we've got two plus miles um covering ground on cam like 100 percent the same damn deer and Westside was the first one to to kind of show us that and yeah so from where he
1: summered where we seen him in the rut was two miles but we had ran cams back there never got a picture of him no until around that time right then we had started getting some pictures of him so he he went somewhere between that last week of september to the rut and we're thinking he went on the private um to the south and then he was popping in there because the reason we were hunting there is because there was a bunch of does. There's an ass load of does that were using that area. And uh, we had kind of figured that the does out. And that's why we had such a good, good time on that spot. But
2: so I, I, I'm, we, as you can see that, Cody, he did come back over there um, October 8th, that first year we were in there. Yeah. He did come yeah, back so, in yeah, there. Yeah, he
1: made the one. He made the one trip back to a summer range yep, and that, that threw us off there because we threw some hunts on him there. And remember we went in there a couple times.
2: Yeah. I want to kind of be like la- that. Yeah. I want to elaborate there on, on something that we learned on one of those hunts. Um, we had a camera up on the edge on a scrape and that was the one he was hitting on daylight. We also had a camera back where we suspected he was bedding Um, We're getting him coming in off the ag from that way. And we went in there and pulled the first cam. Boom, he's on it um, recently. And then we pushed in to try to go get the second cam. And this is probably, you know, 60 yards in past the tree we're going to be hunting. And we bumped up like three or four does. So what was on that camera, on the second camera, wasn't going to determine whether we hunted that tree that night or not. Um, we were going to hunt that tree regardless um, if he was on that second camera or not. And we we basically blew, blew the hunt before we even got a hunt. So um, that's one thing that kind of stuck with me hunting him that year was you don't go get that second cam until, you know, you're— until it's dark and you're tearing down, you know, there's yeah. no need to push in there because you're just gonna bump deer.
1: We did, like I said, we threw some sets on him in October and we didn't see any deer.
2: No, yeah. In that
1: area, nope.
2: Just um, uh, I sat there November fourth yeah. and had yeah. two does come in. You were in the back, mm-hmm. and then we, there was the next day we met up and we hunted back there, and yeah. and, and see that was his time see, That was the time I seen – That was the time dude you seen like six bucks back there didn't that, you? that nine pointers that nine pointer i seen is crisscross yeah yeah that one that was with magnum is crisscross yeah and you've seen him as a two-year-old oh, two yeah that just dawned on me that you didn't, i passed him i didn't even realize that you didn't see that when i sent in the snap group i should have killed this deer when i had the chance and i sent the clip of him coming out following that doe and then they take off
1: Uh uh. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I
2: was like, I can only kill this deer when he was two. That just dawned on me
1: that that's crisscross.
2: Yeah. And then uh, when he was three, um, is the year his uh, main beams crossed and we named him crisscross. And then I was just going back watching the bullshit footage and I was like, holy shit, that's crisscross. And then he, I had him on, we had him up on the oak flat. And yeah. um I was like, okay, that's a decent buck. And then when his shit crossed in the front, I was like, Oh, okay. And then yeah. of course, you know, now he's he's at least four. I mean he's four. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, you did so you I, you had like five or six bucks back there. You passed that Friday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I had like nine does that day. That was a kick ass day. But yeah, that I just that's what it that's what it, when you do these big buck breakdowns, you start putting shit together, shit like that dawns on you be like oh yeah okay that's that's crisscross i got him i got like a quick video shot of him he's in the brush real shitty um and then he loops around but yeah that's that's him huh that's cool shit i didn't even realize that but anyways uh that's yeah, another so big we're, buck we're breakdown back there. <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's a definite, <laughs> different one um but we're back there and we get back to this encounter we had of him i think i stood up too fast and grabbed my bow it was first thing in the morning. It's hard when there's two guys in the tree. You say big buck. I'm like, where, where, where standing up? I think he caught movement of me standing up more than likely. Um, that's a bad mistake on me. He was going to go into our ground set eventually. Mm-hmm. The wind was good, though. It was so good. We don't know what he would have did. But if he wouldn't have seen us or wouldn't have hit that ground set and not bothered him, I mean, it would have been a 10, 12-yard shot right in the pinch quartering away boom right there dead deer so
2: in your left hand def-
1: yeah yeah i've been set up perfectly yeah. so it's definitely a bad uh bad move on my part about standing up Um we were pretty jacked up for that hunt going in finally back in there finally um
2: good time we were kind year. of
1: saving that spot mm-hmm. and uh boom here we go and i just got a little anxious but uh that that was his definitely his range that year um we got a, we ended up getting quite a few pictures of him back there and he kind of hung out there for about 2 weeks and then kind of rolled on uh but yeah that's him coming yeah that's yeah, you guys got to watch the youtube version of him this is him on the 3rd of november daylight and uh we encountered him on the 6th so he had come into this, in his range, back into that rut. And so we had, we'd had these, we'd had picture cameras back there and getting no, no pictures of him that year.
2: Yeah. One thing that's cool is, um, we kind of did see his transition, uh, from his summer range to him going, um, to his rut range. And we caught that year, I want to say four shooter bucks in three days in daylight going across this spot and he happened to be one of them along with magnum uh, another giant nine pointer another big 10 pointer and uh all over 140 out there and um here and then here he is coming up just in daylight of course you know 3 316 so he definitely right on top of him there and um i think that year he was probably the most killable
1: yeah, I think he was the most killable. Um, he definitely was more prone to daylight and he stayed in his rut range a lot the longest I think he ever did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, There's probably
2: less people out there too.
1: Yeah, less people. Uh, one thing I did want to mention was this deer loved, not a lot of deer love scrapes out there, but this year that deer loved that scrape. He hit that scrape multiple times we got a shitload of pictures of him on that scrape and uh i felt really confident that we were going to kill him there i just felt like that was a place we could slip in real easy um but i felt like i was i think we were overconfident and we wasted some hunts there um because once we were in there and he was pretty sporadic on that scrape once When the season started, we probably should have pulled off and said, hey, this was good, but it ain't good now. The scrape even was starting to get – you could tell it wasn't getting hit as much.
2: Yeah, it was weird. we were
1: so dead set on, he's in this area, we just got to set it out. And I feel like that was uh, kind of a, a mistake on our part. We should have either moved those cams to get more intel or moved around. To try to find him somewhere else, yeah, because that was kind of like one of our top targets that year.
2: Yeah, he was he was like my top two. You know, yeah. we had we had Magnum and and then basically him for me. Um mm-hmm. And we we were only running like four cell cams that year, and I don't even think we had any of them on public. Um, we were all just mm-hmm. running red cams out there. So uh, we like when he did that transition back there, we didn't know that because you know it was red cams, and uh this is kind of where. Not scouting during season hurt us because mm-hmm. if we had went back there, and it's probably the easiest cam to pull right there, uh, we'd have been like, Well, shit, he's back here now, and then we would have known, like, okay, now maybe we're maybe we don't need to be up there at all,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: and uh, so that's something we, we could have done different. But uh, as far as um, the first year hunting, like 2019, that's pretty much it. Uh, we were on him, he ghosted us come back and then he's really ghosted us and we encountered him i want to say november 6th and he he caught us and then that Mm -hmm. was pretty much that year for him
1: yeah that was it that year was once that that was the year it closed so we couldn't hunt out there late early you know late the season closed out there so we were kind of stuck on not getting the intel because we pulled everything um we knew that he had lived, more than likely. Uh, but we didn't know what the people on the private had done. But we know no one on the public killed him. And I don't think a lot of the, the people out there on the public were even targeting that deer. They were probably targeting Magnum and other deer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they were just... He's not an actual uh, like a high-scoring deer. He's just a really wide framey, just cool-ass deer. Um, so we're pretty confident the next year going in, uh to say, hey, this is this is what we got going on. So the next year, um we yeah. go right back to what we thought, you know, let's put that scrape in. You know, what I mean, let's see if he's back in his summer range. Uh and we'll put this scrape in. We put that scrape in and put a cam on it. And the first deer on that cam was him, right?
2: Yeah. So I, for some reason I stayed home with the kids a day in July and I'm like, you know, I'll just go out here uh, we'll get this cam up, put this scrape in, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens here. And I literally had a two-year-old and a four-year-old out there with me, being loud as hell in the timber. I make this scrape. We hung the mobile on it at like ten thirty-seven, and I want to say by twelve thirty, uh, he he was on cam, and it was like uh, it was like, yeah, man, I'm just coming here to see who the hell was up here, and then. He he went back back to bed, and um, I was I was blown away really that we had him in there, and I was like, but good like you know so our game plan here is going to be kind of like last year. Hopefully, you know you made it back, you survived, you're all good, and uh, this year we're we're one year smarter, you're one year smarter, and we're gonna you know have a better plan to come in here and hunt. And um, really, what we did is we. I really wanted to kill that deer bad, and we hung um, two extra cameras in there, so we got four cameras real tight to each other, and um, we were trying to monitor everything in there. Two mobiles. We were all over. Him. Yeah, we, we were all over. Him. We were all over him. We were all over COVID and the the other kicker, the other eight pointer with the kicker, and Westside was always by himself. And COVID and the the A with the kicker. With the split area. eight, we're always together. And this is one thing that we kind of did trial and error with too on West side is we had heavy trail with the Creek crossing. We had the normal trail to bedding coming in off that scrape up at the top. And then we put in a scrape down at the bottom with a red cam in video mode and a mobile cam on top of it. And, um, it's, it's, When you get a deer, when you get a picture of a deer, you think, okay, I got a good idea of what the hell he's doing out there. But when we have these cameras literally 40 yards apart in a triangle, trying to monitor all of the movement in that little spot, it's amazing how they hit one camera on the trail and 40 yards down on the same damn trail, he don't show up. And you don't get any blanks or anything. Like you just don't get nothing. And it's reg cams. So that's kind of uh, a thing that we, we messed with is like, okay, how are they not, how are they here, but not there? And how are they there and not here to a point? So that was one thing of like, you know, we, up to that point, we were kind of putting a lot of stock and hunting off of our cams and, and determining that even on our private pieces and, and everything, you know? And um, that's one thing that kind of showed us like, Hey, we're, we're not getting the whole picture here. Cause the deer was literally I can see the, the creek crossing, and, you know, he's, he didn't make it up here. So, um, And then also it also just goes back to them deers do whatever the hell they want, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, that year we learned, like I said, we learned quite a bit more about them in the early season. Loves scrapes, mm-hmm. likes hitting scrapes, always by himself. Um, never really had... Never really an urgent deer. More of just like, yeah, I'm just kind of out here. Never like on a mission, just real chill. Um, Not aggressive to other deer. So we knew probably calling and rattling wasn't going to work on him. Um, Kind of a loner deer. And no set pattern at all, even in the summer. Just randomness. um, Bounce in here, hit a scrape. Like you think, oh, if he's, he's hitting a scrape, he'll probably be pretty steady on it not really it's just kind of just kind of hit it when he hit it there was nothing that was like a dead giveaway to us um we did go in there and figure out how we were going to hunt it um we had other bucks in there too but it was the same thing when season came in it was it was dead this year dead in there
2: this year in 2020 he stayed longer he stayed up until, well, all the deer stayed longer there. It was like September 29th because I did that final card pull there mm-hmm. uh, the weekend before season, you know. And, and you went in
1: there and hunted your first hunt of the year, I he, think.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it had been October 1st. I hunted the first four days that year. And, yeah, yeah, I went down there and, and tried to sit right on that scrape or, uh, you know, in the creek coming to that scrape. Yeah. And, oh, man, like we, well, we had just kind of went in there and, and done some extra scouting and— we found potential bedding area. Got a camera over there on that hill. Um had
1: bucks love, in daylight. Yeah, bucks
2: <laughs> in daylight right there. Like I mean, we were we, we were really close to being on that deer and then for some reason again, um the three bu- the three shooters we had over there all ghosted on the 29th. Was the last day all three of them were there. And I want to say Westside came back like the 12th one time on the far west cam and then he ghosted for forever,
1: the rest of the year. The yeah. rest of the year. That, yeah, we hunted his core rut area harder than we've ever hunted that area before. Had most cams we've ever had, and then that area before mm-hmm. most mobiles, most red cams, and we never got a picture of that deer. Never seen him. We covered more ground, hunted more different areas back there than we ever did, and never seen that deer. Um, we thought he died that that year we should mention.
2: Yeah, I... his
1: left side was way weaker. He had probably dropped 20 inches. His brows were smaller. His mass was smaller. He had some goofy shit going on his left side where his G2 was really weak. He was like an eight pointer with a kicker at this point. He wasn't as wide we were thinking like man maybe this deer is super old out there and you know going downhill uh i, I
2: will I mean, say i will say this year he does have t- both good brows back again um yeah and that's something that he d- hadn't had the previous years um and cuz even at this picture i'm like eh i don't know if that's him or not but as you can see he's got the brows there and that yeah. week, week G2. So I'm almost 100% going to say that that's him there. That's the year before. That would be 2018.
1: 18. That's the year before we started got him in velvet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a picture that we didn't know what the hell this deer was. <laughs> yeah. We, hadn't, we just knew, okay, here's a giant. We got one picture of him.
2: And this then would be, way, yeah, this would be back in the rut range area too.
1: This would be a rut range area. Yeah. So we were like, okay, there's a giant back here during the rut. Like this deer is huge. And then we finally put the pieces together. Okay. This is him, you know, a couple years in, um, yeah, we never seen that deer in the rut or all season. Again, the season started, you know, cut early. Um, and, We had a good feeling that, okay, he's even less impressive this year.
2: Yeah. Uh, Now you're just killing him because he's bad
1: Yeah. You know, but if he, if he isn't, if he didn't die of old age or something, you know, health reason, I don't believe he got shot, uh, just cause he's not, he's even, even worse than last year, um. And for the amount of cams, what do we have out there? Like sixteen Holy or shit.
2: yeah, we had we had a shitload.
1: We had a shit and did not get one picture of him covering. Well,
2: because I mean we were hunting heavy acres. on Magnum. We're I mean we're we're hunting yeah. Magnum. We're all over. We're solely on Magnum because West Side's off the radar. Mm-hmm. And I mean, however much effort you want to put into a one ninety out there, like I mean that's that's what we were doing. And red cams, mobile cams um god yeah man we had a shitload out there all the all the rut
1: pinches uh the crossings the bottom oh that's another thing we didn't mention we had him on cam coming out going into his rut range with magnum remember in the bottom
2: yeah yeah i said that when when they were making their transition back there yeah yeah then with the nine pointer and the 10 that year yeah
1: we finally seen him going back in there
2: but it was a um, red. the only cam. thing
1: that i can think of yeah the only thing i can think of is the reason he didn't go back there and what we had kind of noticed is the does were very thin mm-hmm. uh there was very few bucks back there in general we believe that the private that held most of the does that has most of the food plots um killed most of the does uh that's what i believe anyways or they were holding all the does because the new property, the new property owners had bought that, they'd reestablished those food plots. They were very good, and they were either holding all the does, or they went in there and wiped out a lot of does. Because you you hear that all the time, you guys need to kill those. You know, you have more buck competition and all that, whatever. Um, and there was a lot of does that were using that bedding area, and then that year there just wasn't. Mm-hmm. So Magnum was either, or not Magnum, sorry, Westside was either
0: back not on coming the there
1: because he's like, hey, there's no does, they all got killed, or he was, I'm hanging on the private where the does are, and I'm not even worried about going up in there because all the does are over here. But he completely kicked our ass that year, and we could, like I said, it was just blew me away that we had no encounters, no trail cam videos of him or anything. Um and then getting in to this year <laughs> you go out you're like okay let's see if this this sucker's alive yeah and you hang you hang cams all ghost mode on me out there <laughs> yeah, uh, in the summer range uh, and he's a no-show so at this point we're like we're like he's dead like he's been here for three years in this summer range like he's dead now there's just no way that this deer is alive he would be here um and that just goes to show you like people say deer get older their home range shrinks and i believe that that's true with this deer you know he his summer range was the same the same and then last year it's the same scenario same area and he just doesn't show up at all for the whole entire time. He should be there in velvet. He's somewhere else. So we're automatically thinking he's dead. At least I did. He's absolutely dead. And uh, we're still, we decide to, Magnum's dead at this point. We don't really have, we have an idea that crisscrosses back there, the short time 10, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like that's what the bucks that we're thinking and maybe there's some random giant that might show up. But we know kind of where we need to be for those deer We got an idea. And uh, we go back in there. And I don't know when we got the first picture of them. Did you look it up this year? Uh, this year?
2: No, I, I had this shit in here. But since it's a video, it won't let me play the video for, for this okay. year on here.
1: But all of a sudden... It
2: had to be in October. Like, it last, was October some, sometime.
1: Yeah. Let's put this scrape out. <laughs> And, uh, dude pops in on the scrape and, and I look at that video. I'm like, that's West side, like guaranteed same frame better than last year. Yeah. So he had an off year and now he's bigger than he was About. the year before, but he's not as big as the first year. Mm-hmm. So he was really, really big. in the first picture we got of him, of uh, the back set, then he was pretty solid Then he was kind of shit and then, then he's pretty solid again. (laughs) So that's the bad thing about these deer is like when we got this solid picture of him, you're thinking, okay, that deer's three or four minimal. So you start adding the years up. Let's just say he was four. Okay. Then he had a pretty solid year at five. Then he had a shit year at six. Yeah. Pretty solid year at seven or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I was trying to think of like, okay, do we have a really hard winter or what would make him throw that shit year? But I really don't know. He just was smaller that year. Mm -hmm. But you look at this deer, it's the same deer in the rut, in his rut zone, but he's in his rut zone early as shit this year in October where he's never been in the rut zone, you know? And I was bucked out pretty early but I was like, I feel like he's killable. He's killable this year. I mean, he, he was really close to daylight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He was coming from the top where we had encountered him the year before. So more than likely, he was daylight up there. We didn't throw one set up there that, that this year. Um, Still got sticks and trees up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah but we didn't throw any stuff up there. So maybe those does come back. We didn't see very many does in the bottom.
2: though.
1: So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, we seen those three there to the South, but we don't know it was bedding up on top, but there's a reason he was back there in October. And if he would have done that the other two years, we would have had him on cam back there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he did something completely different this year than he's ever done. And he was consistent in that area unlike he's never been before. And he's either six or seven at this point. Right. Like, so he's there still not any, no pattern at all. Random as hell. Not even like close to the same time. Like not, okay, oh yeah, he's like, this far away because he's an hour like just randomness coming from this direction coming from this direction and i think that's what that deer is he's just nonchalant he's been kind of like a loner shit buck his whole life and just random as hell
2: yeah and and we, we got him on cam um on two mock scrapes that we put in Um, one area was kind of, um, it was kind of scrapey before, but we had put one in like right where we wanted the deer to be on this other one. Like there is nothing there that's been there before, as far as deer sign goes, other than just travel corridor. And we, we popped a scrape in there and that's the one Cody got him on first and he sent me the video. And even, even up in the early October, like there was still a couple, um, there was a like a trio of three bucks and a a group of four bucks at one time in the back there hanging out together and still like Westside showed up by himself. And then. Yeah. He's um, a loner the whole time. um, Back in the middle. uh, He, he finally makes his appearance there and that's where he kind of um, showed up more often than where he was the first time that Cody got him. And so we're not really like, we want to kill that deer, but we're not really, um, dead set on it as we were in 2020, just because of the randomness. Like, you know, it's the middle of November now and we, we still can't get a beat on him. He's only showing up a handful of times and, but when he does, man, he works the shit out of that scrape. And then, um, I, there's other
1: deer out there that are bigger now that you you're like man i want to kill you west side but this other deer crisscross has outgrown you by far now dude yeah he's in his prime then you got the other giant that got killed and that's the hard thing is that if you find a lot of deer that's what you need to do to kill but it's hard to pick which one you want to go after you just have to go like okay i either really want to kill this one because he's giant or i got the best odds to kill this one because he's more active, and I think you went with the more active
2: option. You know. Yep, and um, we did throw a sit back there on October fifteenth. I went back there um, the day after Thanksgiving. Was it that long that in between that? Yeah, because I mean it was. It, I I hunted
1: there twice earlier in the year. Oh yeah, for yeah, the yeah, short yeah. time ten. Yep. Maybe like the fifth and the seventh or something like that. Two days, real close together. Yeah, you did. Um, and seeing no deer at all. Uh, we hunted back there
2: the fifteenth of October.
1: And seeing a couple does. Mm-hmm. And then and really good access. And
2: yeah, and then you bucked out, and then we kind of shifted to the urban piece and hit that hard. Yeah. And then I went back out there the uh, the day after Thanksgiving, and I went to the middle spot. Um, him and Crisscross really. They daylighted uh, three days that week, and it was crisscross, west side crisscross, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go in there um, after Thanksgiving. And uh, sure enough, I go in there, and I'm like, okay, I really want to shoot crisscross, but I'm probably going to end up shooting bullshit west side, and uh, just because that's kind of how, how the shit goes. You plan on one thing, and, and the opposite happens, but... Um, I actually ended up seeing crisscross that night. I I knew that I seen a buck up on the ridge there and, um, I tried to call at him and I, I knew it was a shooter for sure. And you're trying to sell film and all that shit. And, uh, I didn't know at the time that it was crisscross until I come back home and hell, I was looking here probably a month later at the film. And, uh, he come down to probably 90 yards and I got a decent shot of him and, He's looking at me straight on, and his main beams cross the front. So, definitely him. But I thought it was this other eight pointer, and um, that was that was it for Westside, really, um, as far as this year goes. Still haven't heard of anybody killing him or um, him showing back up on cam to verify that he made he made the season. So, um, we're kind of in limbo of of what we're going to do. Like we didn't pursue him much this year, um, unless he just gets on a stupid pattern or we feel like he's really, really killable. Um, don't see much effort being put into him and, um, not even, not even probably going to waste a cam on the West side. Maybe we we have to wait to see what PT does. Maybe we'll get one up there for him. But, um, yeah, as far as at this moment in time, Westside's still out there kicking for now. Um,
1: yeah, we'll probably throw the the WG cam on the WG tree by the road. Guarantee. Yeah, yeah for sure. But other than that, I if don't he think hits be any-
2: that fucking cam, I'm uh, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Westside was on that cam, he's like, okay. He wasn't. That's an, over. He wasn't nineteen. Yeah. I got the pick right there yeah wild game been hanging Uh, out there a while yeah uh um the two questions you got
1: yeah um you know over the years when do you think he was the most killable or did do you think he was killable at all
2: i i think he was killable um in 18 at the beginning of november we couldn't hunt out there unfortunately it was closed and um as no, that was nineteen. My fault. Uh, so at nineteen, we, we you seen him out in the bean field. We're feeling really good. We got a giant located, um, and then he kind of ghosts us. And then the next year, we got him on cam again. We're feeling really good going into season. And I I when going into season, I felt like he was killable. But it, my my aspirations quickly diminished because he didn't show back up on cam there, even the first week of October. And I'm like, Oh shit, here we go again. Like I'm already kind of moving past West side. And then Mm. when we didn't have shit this year, like you're just like, okay, you know, it's over. You don't, you don't find a deadhead out there. You don't find a shed off of him. Like, you know, it's, it's over, you know, if you don't get him in the first two weeks. And, um, but I do think, I do think that, uh, first year in 19 the first week of November when we couldn't be out there uh he was definitely the most killable a lot of the bucks were really that year though right there in that time
1: yeah yeah I feel like that was a hot week out there a lot of does that were in that area that were hot and we just couldn't you just couldn't hunt it it was unhuntable at that time period Mm -hmm. so we had we missed out a lot of opportunities on that um I think for this deer the reason he's not killable in my mind or, I don't, I don't want to say not killable, but extremely hard to kill, it's because he doesn't follow any rules of what a big buck does. He's kind of a oddball deer, and you know, there's a lot of there's bucks that you can figure out how to kill him. Okay, this buck really likes scrapes. I know where core scrape area is. Okay, this buck ruts in the same area. I know the pinches that he likes to use. This deer deer early season's here, um, you know, and maybe he had some food source. I can catch him on the way. I have no idea where this deer feeds. (laughs) I I have no idea where this deer beds. I have no intel to him because even during the summer, he would bed in random spots. We'd get him coming out of bed, and what do we have him we had like forty-five minutes of trail cam video of him. Yeah. in the same spot for the whole entire time. C-
2: continuous video, basically, from three a.m. until like three thirty-seven. Um, I yeah, I, I wish I could. I, I wish I could show you because yeah. I could have played just the whole fucking thing while we we're doing this podcast. Um, he's just standing yeah. there eating a bush. It's early, early October, and uh, I think he was hardhorn there. Yeah. And I mean he just he just standing there looking at the camera eating on this bush and literally chilling.
1: Yeah, he another thing about that deer, he didn't he didn't mind cameras at all. Like zero no love to notice that they even there. He just did, did not care at all. And we see we have other deer that are act different. They're kind of head bobbing or timid. This deer walk right up to it. <laughs> stand right in front of it. Don't care. He, he's almost he's like cocky the way he does demeanor he's slow he's aggressive on the scrapes but not like aggressive to other deer or either with another deer um never had a broken tine. Ne- always you know heavy just even the kickers and that shit side of like those little points <laughs> he's got are gone yeah they're fine like uh so I, I think he was killable. The most killable he was, was probably, um, like you said, the 2019, when we did have the encounter with him, if we could have hunted back there pretty hard during the the three weeks of November, instead of the five days that yeah. we were able to, right.
2: um,
1: I also think that this year he was killable. If you just randomly got lucky as hell and you're just back there on that Ridge, um, And that's, that's kind of how this deer was the whole time. Like, would it surprise me if you've said, Oh, I killed Westside? No, I'd be like, Oh yeah. Okay. What? Oh, you killed Westside. But if I was out in the timber and I seen him, I'd probably be like, Oh shit, that's, that's Westside. You know, like it would, (laughs) it would, it's not even a deer that you're going in here and hunting. And you're like, I got the potential to see this
2: one. It's just not even on the radar. Hell no.
1: Like this deer is in the vicinity of three (laughs) miles of this area and maybe maybe like i'll catch a glimpse like that that's that's how i feel this deer is he's just so i i think he's unkillable unless you just get extremely lucky there's no tactic that you can throw this deer to even you can't even just like okay i'm just gonna put time and stand in his core area because he doesn't have a core area no like he He'll be on cam in the rut, and then he'll be gone for a week and a half, and then he'll hit the scrape again. And then <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, so where were you for – and it's not just like we're running one cam back there. Yeah. Like if he's anywhere on the ridge for 50
2: acres, he's on that cam. Like I... he's on one of the cams, you know, so. Well, we hunted out there 14 days. And we didn't even yeah. see him, you know, like, yeah. and plus all the the shitload of cams he had out there last year. Like, you know, he's just not not hanging out there like like he yeah. was that first year.
1: We do have the two bottom
2: cams, if they're not stolen. Oh, uh, that, I know the Moultrie's there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, the, they're still there?
2: Yeah, the Moultrie had 65% battery. I was like, shit, I'll oh. leave it.
1: Oh, the one across the creek? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, did you pull the card or no?
2: No, I didn't have anything to check it.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, it'd be interesting to see what's on there. Just Yeah. I, and, and then the one on the fence line, I mean, it's been there forever. That right. might give us a little, we never ran cans back there. Yeah. So if it's still there, that would definitely give us a piece of the puzzle. Maybe he's on that more and we can feel like, okay, maybe we're confident to, to kill that deer, but.
2: Uh, I will say, that, that's, in, that's, in 2020, when he had that shit rack, he had an absolutely giant body. I mean, yeah. he was humongous and just mm-hmm. just had that shit rack.
1: Yeah, and this year, he he was big, but he didn't look yeah, as big. Not
2: that big. Hell no. No. But maybe it was because his rack was bigger. Year.
1: Yeah. But... I... I don't for me I don't think he's worth chasing um if if he comes by and he's shit racked I'm gonna shoot him like I'm committed to kill that deer Mm -hmm. but he's not one that I'm gonna target and go after um I feel like it's important when you do these you know these breakdowns you got to decide like you don't have to decide right now, but when season comes, you got to decide what who you're going to chase and what you're going to do. And you have to eliminate some because you get, you only have so much, you know, so much shit you can throw at these deer. If you waste three cams on him, you know, that's three less cams or you waste yeah. three hunts on him. That's three less hunts over here. Um, and I feel like we're in the game on a lot of other deer better than him even if you don't put size as a picture, like I feel, I feel like crisscross is more killable than this deer Mm -hmm. and crisscross is pretty random, you know, but we just, I feel like I, you to kill him would be more like, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's feasible. But this deer is just not, not in the books for me to kill. But he has, he has been a deer that taught us a shitload. Yeah. Like taught us, like we're really good at getting deer on cam. Like I feel like that's one thing that we are really good. We're really good at figuring out where they're at going in there, either making a mock scrape or figuring out how they're using the ground and getting them on cam. We, we, we can do that. It's just the limited time that we have to hunt is the, the draw the line on, you know, whether we kill them or not, but, uh, we, that was like you said, the first deer that we realized that two miles to them is nothing, even during the rut. That's like not shit. That's as the crows flies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, two miles going to ag every day ain't shit to these deer. And that's something that when we first started hunting, there's, there's, it wasn't even in our brain that they would do that. And it's like a rough two miles too. It isn't like a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> across the field, you know, Hey, hayf- it's like, it's a, it's a rough two miles. Um, and they're doing it. This deer doing it all the time. So I learned that, that helped me out. And it was a good learning for me to say, just cause you get attached to this deer and he's really active in September don't feel like you're going to be able to kill him in October. You got to get your October data. Like, okay, cool. He's there close to season, but what's he going to do during season? And I don't give a shit what you say that week before season, there's something that happens to them where they, they know, they start doing funny shit and it, it's this deer was instant. Like, yeah. Being close to season, let's start doing weird shit. Let's stop showing up on cam. <laughs> and it's not like we're going in there and pulling cams and bumping the deer. We're running mobiles and he's been there forever. And then now he's just gone. And we're not getting other people walking through there. There's no stands in this area. There's nobody hunting this area. He's just leaving to leave. You know, and we thought it was acorns for a long time, but there's no damn acorns on the whole entire property almost, you know? So he's, maybe he's going two and a half miles to Acorns somewhere. We don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can hunt a deer and we don't know where this deer's bedding. We don't know where he's feeding. We've scouted that property nonstop and it's really hard to find a bed out there and be like, okay, this is this deer's bed because X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Because they just travel so much. So-
2: yeah, there's yeah, there's a few spots where they got everything they need, right yeah. there. You know, they they're they're gonna have to move move quite a bit, and I'll I'll agree with you. Um, west West Side's pretty much in the trash. Um, if he, if but if he does come by, I don't care what he looks like. I don't care if he's got a spike on one side. Like I'm gonna, but and we know it's him. Like yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna smoke him just, just cuz i want to know i'm going to send his teeth in and know how want to know how old he is like you know where where we right on that you know where we within a year of his age and um just learn a little bit more about that and try to get that dialed in and cuz as we know we're we're not very good at that no. so um i'm i'm out as far as uh you know dedicating two to three cams for him, so. Yeah. It was, which is crazy. Like, it's a complete 180 in in the last, you know, year and a half of what Mm -hmm. it was. You know, it was like hard on, boom, done.
1: It was a fun, it was an absolute fun chase, though, that deer. Yeah. Because we just got so much. He's got to be top five. Picture, like, how much data we have of it. Oh, yeah,
2: so much data.
1: He's up there. We got like so much data, so many trail cam picks, so much Intel, so many trail cam videos, one encounter. Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've encountered every deer out there more than one time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just hard, hard as hell to kill, but I'm glad we can wrap him up as uh, a, and, and I, like I said, the listeners, I guarantee you we'll mention this deer later on because he was impactful on how we hunt out there and how we know these deer work the ground you know maybe not killing this deer the first year was more beneficial than not then killing them yeah you know because we wouldn't have been able to say like okay these deer sorry my two-year-old's in here making hell noise but uh, go to bed buddy it's late um but killing that deer we wouldn't have learned that these deer travel all over the place, and there's no they don't give a shit what they do. They kind of work that ground however they want, um, and we would have killed them the first year over there on the west side. We'd been like, oh, okay, cool."
2: Yeah, the next Got one's it. gonna move in. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's the that's the big book breakdown of west side. We're gonna do more of these. We hope you guys enjoy them. It's um, it's it's not only. You know, we content, but it's beneficial for us because we kind of get to talk it out. Um, We don't we don't get to talk a lot like this unless we're doing a podcast. So we decided, hey, let's talk about, you know, do some Big Buck Breakdown episodes, shit that we need to do anyways for ourselves, but hopefully make it enjoyable for you guys. And hopefully you can learn and kind of maybe do this same thing with either yourself with a buck or with a hunting buddy um and don't even have to be a guy that hunts the deer just call someone up and say hey i got this deer i want to run down the shit let me know what you think do you think i should waste my time on him do you think i should hit him a different you know different way think i should hunt him at a different time of the year you break down your data you got your encounters that you got and you can see if it's worth your time cuz in your mind you get so emotionally attached to this deer it's automatically you're like, God, I got to kill him. I got to kill him. I want to, I want this, this buck, you know, and that's sometimes that's not the right answer because if you're in the game to to kill like we are um, and not just target one deer, it's uh it can burn you bad. And especially if it's a deer like this, that I can't say he's unkillable. Cause I feel like every deer, should some killable
2: mm-hmm.
1: we don't know how to do it yeah you know and, and four years we haven't scratched the surface on this is the this is the way to do it
2: yeah just just like you're saying there you know maybe for you guys listening to talk to a buddy or something and you know ask if it is worth it or not and i will say one thing is like i am glad we didn't waste any hunts for west side up there and that you know no no matter how much I wanted to kill that deer, or no matter how high I put him on the hit list, or you know whatever, like I'm proud of the fact that I was real with our chances of killing that deer, and just pulled pulled out, you know. And and that's yeah. something that you got to do if 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 you want to have a chance at killing a buck.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wrote him off way before you did. Yeah. You're was, ready to give was, him another go.
2: I know. I was and like, I, was like if, if he's not bro, here in Velvet, if he, yeah, trying to talk. he's like I was like let's just I just want to see what he looks like here in Velvet. if if he's not here then then I'll be done. And I I snuck out two cams and put two cams out there for 2 weeks and if he wasn't there in 2 weeks like that that some bitch wasn't going to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like ah, I'm I'm out, bro. I'm out on him all together and uh moved on to more addictions. <laughs> um, but that's how it goes, but we hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, we're going to do a few more of these. We're also going to throw a couple legend episodes at you. Um, that's a pretty solid one coming up, pretty excited to do that one. Um, and, uh, just keep trying to do what we can right now during this time of year to make our 2022 season better. And, uh, I think I don't know what other bucks we're gonna break down. We got a few, um, but I know that one of them, Trailer Park, if we do him, he's pretty high on my list. He's probably number two. I yeah. like that deer.
2: Yeah, I like I like um, that deer a lot.
1: I like that deer. So we're gonna throw. We could kind of. That's kind of a newer deer that we got. Um, I don't know if we'll do PT just because I don't know how much I want to give away of that deer. Okay. Um, but uh. We could also we're kinda in the limbo stages of if we're gonna keep the lease or what deer we're gonna be able to hunt there. But there's some there's some the broke the broke bean buck gonna be a
2: should be giant. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you know, it should be like Booner almost.
1: Yeah. So and he was pretty reg.
2: He was reg. I
1: feel like was pretty killable. Yeah. So that's definitely a thing we got to talk about. But uh, we're going to end it here, guys. Appreciate you listening to us all the way to the end. Um, we love you guys. Always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And White Tail Legacy is out.